tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Shauna Podcast, your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes, offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Friday, August 4th, 2023. I'm Beckler. Shauna is away this week, but this, Be- Bo, what are we listening to? The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. The podcast, the piss cast. My sons, Bo and Brigham, are in studio. Hey, Briggs. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. Bo's eight, Brigham is six. Mom had to work this morning, so the boys spent the last hour uh, hanging out with me. How has it been so far? Really fun. Yeah. You've been on the air a couple times, live on the air. Were you nervous? Yeah. At first, but now I'm not. There's a lady outside the window waving at us. Can you give her a wave? Oh, she's giving you a thumbs up. She says you're doing a good job. So you were nervous, Bo? Yeah, but now the first time I went out, I was just like, this is easy. Get a little closer to that mic so your voice sounds nice and rich. Okay. Now, Bo, you are a very loyal Venus head. I've listened to it since I was like maybe six. Yeah, every night, hey? Yeah. And you're going back to the start of the podcast. I'm on like episode like 200 and like seven, I don't know. Okay, so you have like... 1,200 episodes to go. Yeah, what, are we ta- what are we talking about on the episodes that you're listening to? It's like they're all a lot shorter. Yeah. Yeah. And how you would have been how old at that time? Three. You were three? You, you would say like my three-year-old son, Bo, but I'm like, I... And, but then I realized, oh, right, this is one of the... The older, old ones. Yeah, the old ones. So if you were three, Brigham, how old would you have been? Probably one or zero. <laughs> one or zero. <laughs> I haven't heard you talk about him at all. I haven't mentioned little Brigham yet? No. Well, Brigham didn't really like me for the first three months, six months. Yeah, he wouldn't let me really hold him when he was little Brigham. You wouldn't remember that, but you you would cry every time I'd hold you when you were really little, and it took a few months before you warmed up to me. I didn't really remember that. No, but now, best buds? Yeah. Very best buds. They stick together. Buddies stick together, that's right. (laughs) Well, this is so cool to have you guys here. Um... (laughs) Do you have a so Brigham? You just recently started listening to the podcast while you fall asleep, right? Yeah. Do you have a favorite segment that Sean and I do? What were you were laughing so hard at something the other night, Bo? I could hear you from your room. So, so Brigham was oh, oh right, yeah, he did. He um, he he um, like he like eat like he eat anything. He eat like hair. <laughs> he did, one time he took a bite of your knee apparently, <laughs> <laughs> and then one time you guys had like a. Like something like a barbecue or something. Yeah. And there's like mosquito larva in this water. And oh he was yeah. To drink it. Talking to your mic there, just so your voice doesn't. And he was get trying to like drink the. I remember that he was like bent down, drinking out of a puddle <laughs> on the deck, which I mean, he was definitely full of mosquito larva. <laughs> <laughs> he turned out okay though. You look like you're a good-looking, he, healthy he's dude. He's not a mosquito. No, he's not a mosquito. He's mosquito food. Mosquitoes, mosquitoes love him. Have you okay, taken? Maybe because I ate. 
I'm scared of them. I'm and they're trying to rescue food. their baby. They're getting back at you. Maybe because I ate them. I'm mosquito food. Mosquitoes were your food, and now you're mosquito food. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll hear the boys again on the podcast um, in the kind of like the middle section that we do, and then Bo and Brigham are also responsible for what did you learn today? Today, so yeah. said today twice. But you guys, I hope, hope you found something cool. What do you? Oh. Bo's got some literature with him. I got a chickadee. A chickadee magazine. Excellent. And Brigham, you learned something cool too? Yeah. Okay, so we'll put that at the end of the podcast. Uh, also on today's show, we're going to talk about body checking in minor hockey and a new study that just came out. All of the different celebrities who have performed in blackface. Oh my goodness. Pierre Polyev has a new look. And we'll talk about something that chaps my ass after the out-of-context clip of the show. It's just way too good for a song about steamed piss. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Recently, I've heard several people talking about the uh, Spanish island of Ibiza, except they pronounce it the way it's actually supposed to be pronounced, which is Ibiza. And i got to be honest with you, that bothers me. It really does. And Ibiza is not the only place that's like that. So many places seem to have, you know, like the word is written one way. And I mean, maybe in that case, it has to do with the language of the area. But the word is written one way, but it's pronounced by locals a different way. And I feel like this is almost on purpose to separate who's really from there and who is an outsider. You know what I mean? Like there's Ibiza, there's Barcelona. In Australia, it's not Melbourne, Australia. It's Melbourne, if you're local. And I'm like, no, I'm reading it. It says Melbourne. <laughs> you know, we don't talk about Matt Damon as Jason Bin in the Bin identity. It's born. It's right there. Bothers me. I think it's like in-group, out-group stuff, you know? And we're guilty of it here in Canada, too. I was just reading about a radio station that launched in Toronto years ago. And they were mocked when they first went on the air because, like, all of their... Uh, all of their production on the air pronounced the second T in Toronto. It's not Toronto. It's Toronto. It's like, well, then why the hell is the second T there? You know, this is, if you go to Wikipedia and they have the pronunciation guide and this, they have a, someone actually pronouncing the word Toronto. Listen to this. Toronto. I heard a second T, didn't you? Toronto. But no, you drop that second T and then you can make fun of people who aren't actually from there. Those idiots, they pronounce the second T. We're guilty of that here, wouldn't you say? Anybody who calls it Calgary? I mean, it's written Calgary. But we know you're not from here. If you say it like that, no, it's Calgary. Even my home province of Saskatchewan. Oh, we always make fun of people from out east who say Saskatchewan. That's how it's written, though. This is in-group, out-group stuff. I think we just make this up to make people feel bad about not being from there. And you can kind of just start it whenever by the set. Oh, it's not actually Saskatchewan. It's it's, it's like Ibiza. It's Tha- it's Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and you'd know that if you were from there. I got to play a clip for you from the best new song I've heard in a while. Um, if if you've ever been to New York City, or you're at least familiar with the New York City streetscape from seeing it on TV and stuff, sometimes you'll see these tall orange stacks. They're almost like chimneys, and they're blowing steam out of the top of them. They look like the the construction pylons that you see on like on a construction zone on the road, except they're just way taller than that. Uh, And they exist because much of New York is powered by steam. So they pipe steam to buildings all over the city and they use it for heating and cooling. There's these pipes underground that run steam all over the place. And when repairs are needed, they vent this steam out into the street and they use these tall stacks to get the steam kind of up away from pedestrians and away from traffic. Now, this hilarious dude on TikTok named Tom McGovern wrote a song about these steam chimneys 
and it's it's too good given the subject matter, especially the girl he has playing the saxophone. Listen to this. What the f- is happening here? What is coming out of the ground? And why is everybody in the city acting like they aren't worried while they're walking around? Ever think that it might be this? That the underground is turning to been stuck in my head for like a week since I heard it. It's just way too good for a song about steamed piss. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Uncle Pierre Polyev has a hot new look. I don't know if you've seen Uncle P recently, but uh, he's not wearing the glasses anymore. Got a bit of a millhouse face when the glasses come off. He's wearing jeans, sport coats, tight t-shirts. You can tell he's been in the gym. This is a new Pierre Polyev, not that nerd from Ottawa. A more laid back Pierre Polyev, but equally serious about cleaning up this mess, I'm sure. You know, Trudeau rolls up, rolls up his sleeves when he's getting to work. Pierre's going all in. I think he should go one step further. He's still, he's still wearing these fancy Italian dress shoes. How about a pair of work boots? I recommend a nice pair of Red Wings. I mean, the upfront cost is a bit steep, but the quality is definitely worth it. And if you really want to be taken seriously, Pierre, handlebars mustache. I have one right now. I'm a whole new guy. Oh, it's great. It feels different. It just it just commands respect. Listen to it. Listen to that. Listen to those handlebars on the microphone there. Have we ever had a top level politician with handlebars before? I mean, some of the old guys, some of the the guys way back when, had some pretty serious mutton chops. Um, Rick McIver has a a walrus mustache. That that's fun. But handlebars? I mean, I think that's. He'd, he'd coast through that election with a pair of handlebars. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I was chatting with my brother yesterday. He was uh, cleaning out some stuff at his work, and he found this old newspaper from 2001. And in the announcements section, uh, there was uh, someone had taken out like a small ad wishing this the manager of a car dealership in town a happy 40th birthday. And the photo that they used, the guy is in full brown face makeup and Arabic dress. Like he's he's darkened his skin. He's got two women in the photo with him. They're both veiled. They're both wearing burqas as part of the costume. And I was like, I wonder if this dude even knows that photo is out there. You know? Was blackface and brownface just incredibly common back then? Like, this was, what, 22 years ago? I would have been 11. I don't really remember. But, you know, of course, we're all familiar with our prime minister and his history and makeup and costumes, but a friend told me a story about her friend who used to do corporate parties as a Middle Eastern character in full brown face, and then he ran for the NDP and just, like, hopes nobody remembers this. I found a Wikipedia page, and it's titled Enter- List of Entertainers Who Who Performed in Blackface. And it, this list is so long, it's arranged by, like, in alphabetical order. Like, you have to go, like, letter by letter and drop down the sections. So I just went through this list and here, these are the celebrities that 
most of us would know who have done blackface at some point. Fred Armisen, Dan Aykroyd, Jack Black, Zach Braff, Bugs Bunny, Billy Crystal, Ted Danson, Neil Diamond, Robert Downey Jr., Jimmy Fallon, Judy Garland, John Hamm, Goldie Hawn, Jimmy Kimmel, Jenna Marbles, Joni Mitchell, Mickey Mouse, Sarah Silverman, Howard Stern, Betty White. All of those characters have performed in blackface makeup, which is kind of amazing because some of them have, you know, have answered for it in recent years. Many have not. And I wonder how many just like regular people have a life ruining photo of them in a Halloween costume sitting in a basement photo album somewhere, you know? The and Shauna podcast. Two of my good buddies are having a joint bachelor party this weekend. It's a three day affair. And tonight we're starting off at the Calgary Stampeders game. So if you're at the game, I think there's like 40 or 50 of us going. And I think we're all going to be wearing safety vests. Men at work is the theme. So I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be a nice night to be sitting out there watching a football game. Uh, it's the Argonauts in town. They are the last undefeated team in the CFL, so the Stamps are going to have their work cut out for them. Uh, let's get TSN football analyst Matt Dunnigan's preview of tonight's game. Football. This Toronto Argonauts football team is the best football team in the Canadian Football League. So they're going to come out on the football field trying to take control of football early in this football game. We're going to be up for the Calgary Stampeders football team to protect the football, make smart football plays. Hopefully bring home a football win for football fans of this football team. Football! Football! The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. So I'm headed to that football game tonight. Bo and Brigham, what are you guys doing? Um, we're going to go to the beach, and we're going to have supper until 10. You're going to stay at the beach? Yeah, I think we're going like, to stay till it closes. Wow. Uh, if it's nice, I think. Well, I wish I could be there for that, too. That sounds like a hoot. Going to the Stamps game. You guys recently went to your first CFL game. Yeah. yeah. Haven't I been to one before? When you were a, when you were like a baby, Bo, we went to see the Stamps and Riders play. And actually, as we were leaving, Matt Berry was carrying you up a hill, and he fell and dropped you. Me? Yeah. Matt Berry dropped you. So I'll probably have to cheer for the Stamps to beat the, the Argos tonight, but go Riders, right? Both go Riders? Go Riders. Brigham, what? What'd you say? Go Stamps. What? what? Boo the Riders. Brigham boos the Riders. He is a Stamps fan. How, why are you a Stamps fan? Because I was born in Calgary. Yeah. So I was born in Emmett. I don't cheer for the Elks. That's true. That's true. Wouldn't want to cheer for the Elks. They're terrible. I'm not cheering for the Oilers either. <laughs> I like to hear that. Briggy, who's your hockey team? Um, the Boston Bruins. Okay. At least, at least we got one. We got one. We got one of them. Not a fan of the Red Sox, though. No, he's not. Who do you like for baseball? Blue Jays. <sighs> Boo. Jeez, I got to work on that boy. No explanation for I that, gotta though. I got to work on that boy. He doesn't, he's not from Toronto. <laughs> Sometimes in the middle section of the podcast, as you guys will know since you listen, we do shout-outs. Yeah. Is there anybody you'd like to give a shout-out to, either who listens to the podcast or just someone in general that you'd like to acknowledge? I don't know anyone. What? You don't know I, anyone? You can shout-out friends at school if you want. I don't know if they listen. You can shout-out family members. Who do you want to shout-out? You. Me? <laughs> I'm sitting right here. <laughs> um, I know my parents. I do. Oh, listen. yeah. Nine uh, Bumpa. Yes, as you call them, Nine Bumpa. 
<laughs> Didn't Bumpa give himself the name? No, you couldn't say Grandpa when you were little, so you call him Bumpa. And Nai Nai is Chinese for Grandma. <laughs> One time I said that at the park, I was like, Nai Nai. And then this people must be from Ch- Chinese or something. They looked over at me weirdly, and, I, and I, I'm like four. And they, they just look over at me, and I'm like... Like, why is that little white boy saying Nai Nai? That's what they were thinking, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, so you want to shout them out? Anybody else? Any other friends? Uh, no. I got a shout out. I got a shout out. So, um, two of our neighbors uh, I met through the show, and they moved back to Ontario just recently, and they had two little boys who oh, were about the same right. age as you guys. Cameron and Liam. Yes, and they still listen from out in Ontario. They so, do? Yeah, I think I so. Didn't I think know their that. parents do. So, um, you can give them a shout out if you want. Bringing anybody else? Caleb. Your friend Caleb from school. Okay, that's great. Good shout outs. Bo, do you know who the sponsor of the Beckler and Shauna podcast is? Shane Holmes. That's right. Do you know anything about Shane Holmes? Um, that they can make you a home. They can definitely make you a home. They can customize that home too, affordably. So, okay, I like to ask people this. Both of you guys can think about your answer to this, but if you could have anything in a house, like you get to build a dream house, what would you put in it? Does that involve live things? Well, yeah, we'll say it does. Like, can you, like, like ask for, like, a pet or, like... Uh, I think so. You could have, like... like I know you like reptiles. Yeah, I'm going to choose a uh, panther chameleon. And, like, a full enclosure that's built into the house. Yeah, maybe, like, terrarium. like, a, like, like, a, the, like, a cage the size of the stadium, like, with, like, maybe, like, five of them. That's pretty big. Brigham? Uh-huh. You're allowed to have anything. You can have any feature in a house. What would you pick? I know you guys both like you love flying squirrel. That like so you maybe do, like, like a, a built-in trampoline or like the yeah. really bouncy one there. Cool, hey? Maybe like an arcade. Ooh! Oh, I... like some like some like the YouTubers and stuff have like like Ryan. He has like a bunch of arcade like full-on machines like. I bet Shane Holmes could build you an arcade. They could. They oh they could probably make you a sick gaming room. I would think. Like like lights and like like other YouTubers LED have projector sound or system built maybe in the like walls. Maybe like a secret room. Like maybe like like in your room. Like you like okay. you can like it's like a, you lift up the floor and there's like a secret gaming room down there. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, where are the boys? Mom, have you seen the boys? And you're hiding in your secret gaming room. Yeah, and I, there's like Prime. Oh my God, <laughs> the drink Prime. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you like you- maybe like some Gatorade or something? A couple of little YouTubers over here. YouTubers. Well, if you're interested in building with Shane Holmes, check them out at shaneholmes.com. Do you know their tagline? Bo Shane Holmes. The better way to build. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Did you read the story in the Herald yesterday about the stolen boat? Here's the headline for you. This was orchestrated. $300,000 boat stolen from Boness driveway within minutes. And if you read this story, it's it's a story about vehicle theft, mostly about how vehicle theft is on the rise around here. But it, for whatever reason, it uses like the theft of, the, of this ex- absurdly expensive boat as an example. And I was reading through this article, and man, I was like, I... Uh, I know there are probably some people that will see that and be like, oh, well, it must be nice, you know, and like, don't, again, wealthy people, you don't get a lot of sympathy, but I don't, I don't hate the rich. People are allowed to have nice things without them getting stolen. So I, it's not okay. But the way this article is written, it almost reads like satire. I'm going to read just the first two paragraphs from this article for you. 
Catherine Hodge's daughter received the worst present Monday morning just after she had turned 10. News that her beloved boat was stolen from the driveway while her friends were having a slumber party. The family first discovered their boat, a Centurion RI-245, which cost around $300,000, was nabbed when Hodge's husband, Ryan Awasiak, stepped out of the house for some fresh air and saw it was missing. And I was like... This isn't a slam on the family. This is a slam on whoever wrote this article. Her beloved $300,000 boat, that poor girl. Nobody should be forced to celebrate a 10th birthday without a Centurion RI-245 or a boat of equal prestige. I was a 10-year-old without a wake surfing boat, and it was a nightmare. It was hell. My 10th birthday was just a party thrown by my parents with friends and cake and presents and loved ones. Can you imagine? I didn't even have a wake surf boat to be stolen. I wonder if the family read this article after they had like, you know, given the interview and it showed up in print and they're like, well, this isn't really the coverage that we wanted. The Beckler and Shana podcast. I was reading this article in CBC. Uh, there was this review done at the University of Ottawa, I believe, about hitting in hockey, hitting in minor hockey, body checking in minor hockey. And they re- their, their review concluded that body checking... Uh, should be raised from the age of 13 to 15 in minor hockey across Canada. And, I mean, I grew up loving contact sports. I played contact hockey, minor in high school football. I was I played, played basketball. I was a big unskilled post. So I was basically there to play physical under the net with the other big dummies. And I completely agree with this study. This is an unpopular opinion. I'm going to piss off a lot of red-blooded Canadian Terries here. The, you know, the keep hockey violent crowd. But I kind of agree that hitting should be moved up in minor hockey because it does push smaller and less skilled players out of the sport earlier than they otherwise might choose to leave. So you have like, if, if you take any, you know, any minor hockey league, you're going to have a small handful of guys that go on to play at a level where hitting is necessary. Everyone else ends up in adult safe beer leagues with no hitting. That is the destiny for almost every minor hockey league player. So why wouldn't we want the greatest number of kids to play for as long as they can? Right? Why wouldn't we want to keep kids in the sport for as long as possible? I guess it depends on what role you feel minor hockey serves. Like, is it is it to develop future stars or is it to get kids active and having fun? And I think the latter is far, far more important. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. You know what I find interesting is you know the trends that we see in design and who is behind them. Like, did you know that there are these these companies and they're essentially trend forecasters? So they look at you know all the styles that are out right now in fashion and design and all that, and then they try to predict what's going to be big down the road. And then they have these you know the clients who produce these products, and it's their job you know, to tell them where they should be headed in a few years. Like, you ever notice how for a while, like, the, 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 the color will pop up and it's like, oh, maroon is everywhere right now. Or like that mustard yellow is just everywhere right now. So there are actually companies that work specifically with color too. My brother was telling me about this. My brother is, um, he's an artist. And he was telling me about this company in Belgium called Frank Colors. And they they work exclusively with like, color and texture and stuff. It's located in Antwerp. And I really wish he could have done this internship because I'm just fascinated by what it looks like inside like this color factory, you know? Oh, that's Philippe. He's doing some groundbreaking work with blue right now. 
You're like, what textures are going to be hot? Oh, next year, smooth. This is going to be so in. <laughs> it's like, at that point, you kind of wonder if it's a chicken or egg thing, right? Did they forecast these trends or did their forecasts dictate the trends? Because like with the big trend forecasters, you know, I, I've read about some of them and that they'll, what you pay to subscribe to their services depends on how big of an organization you are. So like, Nike pays way more for their trend forecasts than a small designer would, but they're getting the same information sort of thing. So I think at that point, if you have everybody on board and the trends all shift at once, did these companies direct that or did they predict it correctly? I don't know. Even with flavors, like you notice how birthday cake is in everything, is everything right now. Like everything has a birthday cake flavor and that only popped up in the last few years. I'm sure some of these companies are behind that. My brother was telling me there's um there's an organization called the Society of Flavor Chemists. And if you want to make a product with like a birthday cake flavor, you can go to these people and then in like shadowy back rooms, they will come up with the formula that's your birthday cake flavor. And I was like, this is so interesting. Kind of reminds me of that. You ever see the movie The Devil Wears Prada? And Meryl Streep's character like explains how high fashion trickles down to like discount fashion and it's all it's all connected it's all like dictated by the people at the top it's fascinating it all comes back around eventually though i think right if you wait long enough style comes back around look how the kids are dressing right now or i was chatting with a buddy of mine who just redid his kitchen they took the old oak cabinets out and put in white ones because everybody wants a white kitchen now and he said he thought about just throwing the old oak cabinets into their sea can for storage Waiting 20 years till that comes back in style and then replacing them. The Beckler and Shauna podcast. Hey, hey, what did you learn today? Very simple concept. We just talk about something we didn't know when the day began. My sons, Bo and Briggs, are in studio. Bo's eight, Briggs is six. And instead of me telling you something that I learned today, they're going to go. Bo, do you want to start? Uh, no. You don't want to start? <laughs> okay. Brigham, what did you learn about? Buff cows. Buff cows. You're going to have to expand a bit. What kind of buff cows? Um, Belgian bullet bolt. No, Belgian, Belgian blue bolt. Belgian blue bulls. And this is a buff cow? Yeah. Where did you learn about this? On YouTube. On YouTube. Okay, I just Googled it, and this cow is jacked. This is the most muscular cow. <laughs> uh, it says... The Belgian blue is extremely lean, hyper-sculpted, ultra-muscular physique is termed double muscling. You know, Brigham... This cow kind of looks like dad with his shirt off. No, Just totally... Y- what? No, <laughs> Disres- no, it doesn't. Disrespect. <laughs> no, that's disrespect on you. <laughs> but what did you learn? I learned with the marine uh, iguanas. A group, marine iguanas. Grab your microphone and pull it nice and close to your face there, Bo. So you're, where did you get this information? Uh, from a chickie. Chickadee magazine? Yeah. And you have it in front of you. Okay, tell us about marine, marine iguanas. Marine iguanas may live on land, but they love being in the ocean. These reptiles have powerful claws and long, flat tails that help them swim. They can dive deep and even hold their breaths underwater for up to one hour. What? They can hold their breath for an hour? Yeah. How is that possible? How long can you hold your breath for? My, like, record's 30 seconds. 30 seconds? But no underwater. Okay. So we don't know if you're cheating or not, if you're not underwater, No, Dad, I've proved it myself. (laughs) Brigham, how about you? Um, Probably about 28. (laughs) Am am I the best breath holder in the family? Like, when we go swimming and we do breath holding contests? No. It's not me. Well, you never... It's always me against Brigham. Right. Okay, who's the best on a diving board, though? 
Oh, you. That's me. <laughs> Although you're getting better. You both just learned how to land a backflip on the trampoline like two nights ago. Yeah, I just like, I went for it and just did it. And Bo- Brigham, you learned a sick trick too recently, right? I could land a front flip. You could now. land a front flip. Now we got to take it to the diving board. Really get it going. Bo, have you ever seen an iguana? Because you're a big reptile guy. I love reptiles, but I, if I could see like any rep, I've never seen a reptile before. In like, like in the wild? Like a turtle. Yeah, like, I've seen never in the wild. I've seen, like, you showed me, you one time saw a snake, but I didn't see it. Yeah, I saw garter snakes in Fish Creek. And if you go to Mexico, if we go to Mexico, sometimes there's, like, iguanas around yeah, the resort like, stuff. iguanas and peacocks running yeah. around everywhere. You come around the corner and there'll just be a big iguana <laughs> bait, like, sunbathing out in the path. What is your favorite reptile, though? Um, I'd say either chameleon or snake. Okay. Specific types? Uh, uh, cotton, uh, well, like non-biting ones. My favorite, like cool one, is like uh, cottonmouth okay. and my chame- the chameleon, my panther chameleon. The panther chameleon. Their colors are insane. Doesn't the Calgary Zoo have a panther chameleon? Yeah, they're so cool. It's hard to find them though. Yeah, because because they blend in so well, right? Yeah, that's kind of their thing, isn't it? Well, great boys, thank you for that. I think we all learned something today. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later. This week on X After Hours with Mariah and Ty. That's why I was able to know who Meg Ryan was married to, and you weren't. You don't do anything fun. You don't wear shorts, you don't golf. You're like, you know what I like to do? Play D&D and wear dark jeans. And would you ever consider getting a spray tan with me? Why do you think he's milky white? Look at those yams. X After Hours. Watch the video on YouTube. Stream it wherever you get your podcasts. Or find it at x929.ca.